Hello, everyone. Welcome to We're In Between, the podcast that discusses an episode of As Told by Ginger once a week, every week. This week, we're doing episode 39 of the show, our episode 38. It's called Next Question. Uh, this one aired on June 22nd, 2003, and it was written by Eric Casimiro. And in this one, Ginger develops a crush on her quiz team teacher, Mr. Gardner, and she's convinced by Dodie that he likes her back. Ginger ends up embarrassing herself in front of everyone by asking if Mr. Gardner out in the middle of a televised quiz competition. Meanwhile, Carl and Hoodsy try to free the city groundhog, so they use the situation for product endorsement. And uh, we haven't done one of these in a while, but we should... Uh, I want to actually segue into our theme again like we used to. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we're in between. Someone once told me the grass is much greener. A lot of people are watching along with us. Things are going to be taken a lot further. It does keep the flow really, really nicely, which makes it a show that was really ahead of its time. Where's that petrified eyeball at now? Who's had it last? Macy is amazing, and she doesn't care about what other people think about her. Don't you feel like maybe Dodie represents the instinctive animal ugly part of us? I might have just been having a bad day when I gave it the math. I kill Caprice, Priest, Priest. We don't say Moses, we say me. Someone once told me the grass is much greener on the other side. Now, right before we discuss about this uh, episode, so, Casey, uh, almost a year ago, you were yes. on one of my <laughs> live streams discussing about least favorite episodes of Hey Arnold that one of our listeners asked. And one of your least favorite episodes of the series f- involves with a teacher who, you know, comes into the students' lives and a particular student has a crush on them. And we're referring to the Hey Arnold episode in which Arnold has a crush on Miss Felter. And in this episode, Ginger has a crush on her teacher. Yeah, I too noticed the similarities. And I will say that Ashley and I recently covered um, the episode, or maybe it was, I think it was Ray and I, it was Ray and I for the Substitute Teachers episode, covered it. And I uh, softened my opinion on the episode a bit. I... I, in my head, didn't remember just how unaware the teacher was of the whole thing, and it made it less creepy for me. It was just a misunderstanding. This one is very similar. Okay, so let's di- let's discuss about this episode and see what our thoughts are about it. So, the episode begins with uh, the teacher named Mr. Gardner, and he's uh, quizzing all of the st- he's quizzing the students who are involved with a quiz show competition because they're going to be competing against another school. So, once again, Ginger involving herself in another competition with uh, you know with the episode Ginger Solo in which she was involved with the competition with the band, but now it's actually legit. She actually is is you know been working really really hard with uh, the quiz competition and she's been getting all the science questions right which is very consistent with the episode the a ticket in which she was a science whiz and um you know mr garner is giving her a lot of compliments saying that she does really well with answering the questions and ginger is starting to notice about mr gardner in a different way than we've seen her react to other teachers in the series yeah Yeah, that is true. I don't know, this episode, I've been going back and forth and back and forth on how I felt about this one overall. 
I think everything is within character that happens. I think that Ginger just gets carried away. And you we've all had that moment where, like, you start to believe something and you ask your friends who are obviously biased towards you and they confirm it. And you're like, oh, well, my friend said it, so it has to be true. And you just convince yourself that something is going on that isn't. That's pretty much what happens here with Ginger and this teacher. And I don't blame Dodie and Macy. They did what I think most friends that age do, which is validate, regardless of truth. Exactly. But it's so uncomfortable. Like, Casey, you thought that Arnold and Miss Felter was uncomfortable? No, I feel more uncomfortable about this. Like, this is so awkward. The fact that she is dreaming about him and she has like these weird little dream segments in which, you know, she gets shot with Cupid and she sees, um, you know, Mr. Gardner as like, you know, I'm going to quote something from Hey Arnold as a bronze Greek god. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit awkward. I mean, here's the thing. This is a trope that I've seen in numerous uh, shows about the student having a crush on the teacher, which, um, yeah, I, I mean, trust me, at least it's not a substitute teacher. We'll get to that next week. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not really too crazy about this. I just, it, it's just been, like, throughout the entire episode, it was so awkward. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. And I will say that the B-plot with Carl and Hoodsy, this was the exact episode where I'm starting to feel like this is getting really formulaic, the show. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. It's just, you know, Ginger is going through something awkward and, like, pubescent, and Carl and Hoodsy do something crazy, often involving an animal. It's it's not necessarily a criticism, just something I'm noticing is that it's really fallen into a routine. Yeah, exactly. This plot is just, I mean, the, the this episode is really relying on the formula that was built up in previous episodes, which in my opinion makes it a little bit stale when, you know, I mean, throughout the beginning of season two was when things were really starting to, you know, become a lot more interesting and, and really breaking up the formula that was featured in season one. But I guess here, I guess for season two, they were starting to run out of ideas or, or they were saving up a lot of their ideas for season three, which we'll definitely get to in the next couple of weeks. Weeks. So, uh, Carl and Hoodsy's plot is that they want to be able to uh, sell these scarves, and they are not having any luck whatsoever, and so they decide that they're going to free off a groundhog by the name of um, Pete, uh, very similar to the, the groundhog that lives in Pennsylvania, a little bit of a reference to that. And so they decide, okay, we're going to free um, this groundhog right before they reveal it on Groundhog's Day to see if it sees a shadow. And then they're going to buy off our scarves to, you know, find old Pete. And yeah, this is your typical Carlin Hoodsy plot in which they're going to be scamming somebody so that they can be able to make a profit. Yeah, I have to agree with your assessment that you weren't feeling it. It gets a little Ed, Ed and Eddie for me. And that's not what this show is. The, the scamming, the... Like, Carl usually takes the honest route, even if he sometimes gets there through dishonest means. Yeah, I, I guess this is why for some people they kind of criticize as told by Ginger when it first came out, because they felt it was like really stereotypical and cliche, which, you know, episodes like this do not help it whatsoever. Right. 
And of course, we know better. We know that it's a nuanced, incredible show, but not every episode is. But seriously, I mean, Carl and Brandon singing that teen girl, uh, sing, uh, that teen seal girl song was pretty hilarious. And with Hoodsy's face, it's so priceless. Yeah. But uh, another thing, I, I we even mentioned this to Darren uh, when we had him on the podcast, is that the chicken came back, and the chicken is back, but for only like one second. I know, I was so excited. Yeah, I noticed it, and I thought of our friend Darren and that whole thing. <laughs> but other than that, th that's pretty much the best thing about this episode. The episode just pretty much staggers from here. So going back into Ginger's plot again, so uh, while they're at the, um, the, food, car, uh, the food court, um, you know, Ginger is imagining of Mr. Gardner's ears and how cute they are, and he just so happens to be there eating a hot dog, and Dodie and Macy are looking at him fondly, the way that mate you know the way that he chooses food 25 times that he has a napkin finesse and then he has a nice sweater and that his ears are cute and then ginger like immediately says okay it's official guys i have a huge crush on him and they're like really excited and i'm like no no come on you're 12 he's like 40 <laughs> Yeah, how she doesn't get that, and she does at the end. She says, I feel so stupid or whatever, and I don't know. We'll get to my favorite line of the episode in the bit, unless you feel like we're there already, the Lois moment. I really don't yeah. care. Let's let's just, just, let's just do it. She Well, first, Lois says, you're not the first student to have a crush on a teacher. You're just the first to do it on public access, which was so shady and great. Then, you know, they're in the bathroom and Ginger's all upset because she confessed her love to him during the quiz and it was so uncomfortable and embarrassing. And why did she do that? It's rough. And Dodie's comforting her in the bathroom and Lois comes in and Dodie goes, I better go and leave this to a professional. And like Dodie realizing her place for once was some great character growth. And then when they're in the bathroom, we get to the quote that, uh, that I that really resonated with me. She says, Lois says to Ginger, you'll have a lot of crushes in your life. Some will make sense, others won't. You just gotta learn to recognize the difference. And that really hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like, there is this sort of like, every crush you have, I feel like media tells us to like, tell them, you have to tell them. And there are some where if you know it's not gonna work out or it can't, sometimes it's okay to know that it's a crush that doesn't make sense and let it pass, because it will pass. I thought that was some some of the best insight Lois has ever delivered on the show. Yeah, definitely. And with Ginger knowing about her crushes with Ian and Sasha in the past, um, you know, she's starting to learn a lot about that than compared to season one, in which she only had a slight crush on Ian, even though that didn't go anywhere. Then she started developing the crush on Sasha, which happened throughout the late season one, early to mid-season two area. Um, so, yeah, now she, Ginger is really starting to learn about love and a crush. So, I guess that is an important lesson, but, you know, the destination is good. The journey is a massive train wreck. Like, the fact that she, that the quiz is happening, and she's not saying a single answer to any of the questions. She's just incredibly nervous about, should I ask him? Should I not ask him? Should I wait? Should I say right away? And so... Because of her incompetence, saying, oh, uh, Mr. Gardner, I was wondering if we can go out for dinner or something. And then 
you know, that pretty much just lets the other school take advantage of the fact that, oh, Ginger didn't say the right answer to the question. And so they were able to win for the eighth year in a row when they were really close to winning, too. So, yeah, I mean, Ginger pretty much just blew it for her entire school, uh, class. And, you know, she this is something that she actually trained for. We actually read a comment a few weeks ago from someone who said that, you know, when uh, in Ginger Solo, um, she piggybacked on, you know, winning a competition for something that she didn't earn. And now she pretty much blew up a competition that she worked really hard on over for something so petty. Right. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. All right, so going into the Carlin Hoodsy plot, so they let out old Pete, and uh, Mr. Licorice ends up inside where Pete was, and then when they, when then when the news, um, you know, the news comes in and announce about letting out old Pete, and one of the guys just so happens to be the guy that Carlin Hoodsy helped uh, to babysit Muffin in exchange for the cuspidor in the episode uh, uh, Blizzard Conditions. Uh, they find out that Pete is gone. Mr. Licorice comes out of there acting completely insane, grabs Muffin, climbs up into the, um, you know, the groundhog's living area, similar to like King Kong about to throw Muffin down. And Carl sings that Teen Seal Girl song to calm him down. And I mean, what was the point of Mr. Licorice acting that crazy? Was he trying to let everybody know that, oh, at first I thought it was going to be like, oh, Mr. Licorice is actually going to tell the the townsfolk that, you know, Carl and Hoodsy were the ones who let go of the, you know, of Pete. And, you know, maybe they would have figured it out. But no, instead he just goes crazy. It's like, what was the point of Mr. Licorice being around? I uh, I just don't know, but I will say I love the town's reaction to the groundhog being gone. There's, like, reporters on the scene, there's an investigator, there are cops. <laughs> like, people are really upset about this. The mayor has a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of Lil Sebastian in uh, Parks and Rec, if uh, you've seen that show. Sure. So, the episode pretty much stops for Carlin Hoodsy. Like... They never get Pete back, and no, they never get caught in their scheme. There's no climactic ending for them. So the episode really ends with Ginger saying, man, what was I thinking? I shouldn't have done that. I should have just, uh, you know, thought to myself more clearly that Mr. Gardner and I were not meant to be. And throughout this entire time, I was thinking, duh! So, you know what? That's it. This episode, we're done here. Yeah, <sighs> fair enough. You know what? Um, you know what? We don't even need to. I don't need to say of what my ranking of yay nay. Or, I'm, I'm just gonna say it. Nay. I hate this yeah. episode. This episode sucks. Ginger was just acting like a complete idiot for something completely minuscule. Carlin Hoodsy's plot was just pretty predictable, and it doesn't even have a conclusion. So nay. I'm done here. Mine will be a meh, and only because I love the ending for from Ginger. Uh, and she goes, uh, she's asking all these deep questions, and she says, I just remember what Mr. Gardner would say. Next question. And I, th I just thought that as Ginger's personal mantra moving forward was really inspiring. I thought the pep talk with Lois was one of the best moments for that character. Otherwise, did not like this episode, but those moments were enough to drag it up to a meh for me. All right, fair enough. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week as we're going to be talking about the season two finale, episode 40. Hope to see you around soon and take care. Take my flipper, let's swim away. So what a brand new dawning day.